Hello and welcome to another Nightlight podcast. I'm very happy that one of my favorite Bible teachers is back with us on the show. That's Melvin, whose classes have had a huge impact on my life and the lives of many others. And I know that you'll find the topic that he's going to share with us today very strengthening, even life-changing, as you become more aware of the many spiritual gifts that you've been freely given as your inheritance in Christ. We have a guest tonight on Nightlight. I'm going to take you through a couple of verses that uh, shows us that we have this inheritance. Mm-hmm. So we are going to go to Ephesians 1, verse 11. It says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Okay, so that verse makes it very clear. In Jesus, we do have and we have obtained an inheritance. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to go back and uh, see the way God treated his people in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, uh, we were called servants, I guess, you know, the Jews. In the New Testament, we are called sons or children of God, right? Mm -hmm. Now, as an Old Testament servant of God, you were not partakers of the inheritance. Mm -hmm because the servants are not included in the inheritance. But in the New Testament, as sons, because of our relationship with Christ, we have become heirs with Christ. Mm. So everything that God has given Christ, we Mm. have become joint heirs. Wow. You understand? And so now we have moved from just being a servant to actually being in the household of God. Mm. And when you look at the word inheritance, it's actually something that you have not earned or worked for. Mm -hmm. It's passed on to you because of what your father did. It's his, and he's giving it to you because of the relationship that we have had through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, in John 1.12, it says that, for as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Mm -hmm. And so see, that sonship is what is giving us the inheritance. Mm But a lot of times, uh, because we are taught a mixture of the Old Testament law along with the New Testament grace, so there's a lot of confusion in the Christian community. And so they don't have the boldness to reach out and receive those inheritance that God has given. Mm. And if you don't know the list of what is in your will, you know, you're going to go about your life, you understand? Mm -hmm. Maybe not experiencing and enjoying all of those things that God put in his will. Mm. It's like, say, a father who's dying and he he makes a will and he gives it to his children. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, uh, one of the sons is given the big house, Mm -hmm. five-bedroom house with 20 acres of land, all of those things. But if the son doesn't look at the will, he will still be renting a small apartment somewhere, you understand, and Mm -hmm. struggling through life. And that's the same thing with uh, a lot of Christians, uh, including me for a long time. I didn't know that I had all these things that I benefited mm. because of just believing in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so once people start realizing there's a list of good things that you have received as a son or as a daughter from the Father through Jesus Christ, and once you appropriate those things and start having a knowledge, it says your faith will start becoming effective. Mm. Can we just look at uh, Philemon 1.6? Philemon 1.6 says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you. 
in Christ Jesus. The way I see it in that verse is that because we don't acknowledge every good gift that is in us through Jesus Christ, sometimes our faith is not effective. You understand? Mm-hmm. It kind of stays dormant. And so once we realize all the good gifts that the Lord has given us, and once we study the list, then we can see that, you know, our lives are changing, mm-hmm. and the things that we never knew that we had, now we have it. And all we have to do, the Bible says, is to be partakers of that mm-hmm. inheritance that God has given us. Mm-hmm. That means you just take it and you enjoy it. Now, of course, as you enjoy it, you're going to be loving God and loving others and helping others. Mm-hmm. But you are starting off with an inheritance. Mm. But sometimes we are taught that you have to struggle, you have to work, you have to produce good works. You understand? You have to tithe, you have to do all of these things for God to even give you a small favor mm-hmm. or a small blessing. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. The Bible says we are starting off mm-hmm. with the inheritance and as we use the inheritance as his children, the love that God has given us is going to motivate us to be able to share it with others also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go to Ephesians 1, verse 18 to 19. Uh, it says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power? Okay, so here Paul is praying that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Mm -hmm. That means we will become aware of the inheritance in the saints that God has given us. And he's he's talking about greatness. And so all of those riches that God has given us, it is our job to find out in the Bible and be able to appropriate and obtain it so that we can start living in that dimension and mm-hmm. not in the old dimension where we were begging God for every single thing. And that's what my life was even as a missionary. I would go to God and I would beg him, God, please give me this or please give me that or please do this. And God has been saying, son, I already gave it to you. It's yours. Mm -hmm. You go in and you read the word and you will see it's already yours. Mm -hmm. But a lot of Christians that I've met, I've been teaching, like they were so amazed that all of these verses were actually in the Bible. Mm -hmm. But you know, sometimes you just read Ephesians chapter after chapter Mm -hmm. and you don't understand because you just read it for the sake of reading. But if when you go on a categorize, you know, when you categorize the verses and you see, okay, what are the verses on inheritance, then you get a good picture of exactly what the Lord has for us. Mm. And so without that enlightenment of our mind on the inheritance and the list of things God has given us, Mm -hmm. we will walk around as Mm -hmm. a beggar. Mm -hmm. I'm not just talking financially, I'm talking even spiritually. Mm -hmm. And we are going running to this pastor and that pastor to pray for us so that we can have a breakthrough in life. Mm -hmm. But God has already given it to us. Okay, let's look at Ephesians 1.3. Ephesians 1.3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Okay, so it's all through Christ. If you look at all of these verses, it adds Christ in the end. But here it says, He has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Hmm. So as far as the spiritual side is concerned, God has already blessed us. He's given us everything that we need. But like Jesus said, you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, you know, you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. 
Now, sometimes what happens is if we don't know the verses on a particular subject, our mind is not renewed. And so when our mind is not renewed, we don't have the transformation, mm. whether in our, in our personal life or even in our circumstances. So by acknowledging God's word, all our inheritances, it says that we will be able to be transformed mm. and our mindset needs to change. Mm-hmm. Like for years, my, my, my mindset was one of a beggar. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Always trying to beg. And sometimes when I don't receive the things I, I prayed for, I feel condemned because thinking that, oh, I might have sinned or I did something terrible and now God is punishing me by not giving me what I need. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says we are already blessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, God has already given us. Of course, you know, if God answered all my prayers, I would be more in trouble today. So sometimes God doesn't answer the prayer because he knows what is best for us. Mm-hmm. And that's where we learn to trust him. Because if he answered all our prayers, there's no need to trust. Mm-hmm. And so now after I studied these verses, I have this joy in my heart, knowing that I'm not just a son of God, but I have, I'm a joint heir with Christ. Okay, let's look at that one. Romans eight seventeen. It says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. And so here the condition is if children, and we know from, you know, John 1, 12, we are his children. So if we are children, then we are also heirs, not just heirs, but joint heirs with Christ. Now that is kind of going to the extra mile and telling us not only that God has given us what we need, but we have become joined as with Christ. Mm -hmm. Like everything that Christ has is ours because of just belief. Not because we did something good, innocent, not Mm -hmm. because I'm a missionary and I've been serving the Lord for so many years, so now I've become an heir. No, it has nothing to do with that. Every Christian who have received Christ and who believes in him they have become the heirs. Mm-hmm. It's not just reserved for pastors and missionaries and Bible teachers. It is for every single one of them, mm-hmm. irrespective of, you understand, mm-hmm. your performance mm-hmm. as a Christian. See, in the Old Testament, God looked at our performance and rewarded us according to that performance or blessed us according to the performance. Mm-hmm. But in the New Testament, we are starting off with the finished work of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we are starting off with the inheritance Mm. and we are just enjoying what God has given us Mm -hmm. instead of struggling and trying to be perfect Mm. and trying to do all the right things so that God can bless us. Mm -hmm. Now the word grace basically means unmerited favor. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. It is given to us for free. And in Romans 5.17 it says if you have received the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness you will rule in life through Jesus Christ. Mm. See, sometimes what happens is instead of receiving the gift of righteousness, we are going about trying to establish our own righteousness. And we have not received the abundance of grace. That means grace for everything that you're going through. You understand? For all the finances that you need, the health you need, Mm -hmm. all of those. And so once we receive that that gift of righteousness Mm -hmm. and we know that we are children, then we become joint heirs with Christ. The mentality, you know, that most of us have been having for a long time is that the mentality of we are servants. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, as people who serve God, you know, we are, yes. but it's not just being servants. Right. It is that sonship. 
Mm-hmm. And once my life started focusing on that I'm a son, mm-hmm. you understand, and not a servant of the house, you yes, understand. Yes. Now the Bible says the servant does not abide mm-hmm. in the house forever, but the son does. Yes. But when you look at your identity, mm-hmm. you understand, and who you are in Christ, you become the son. Mm-hmm. And so our mentality changes. Right. And because a son loves to please his father, mm-hmm. we want to do all that we can. You understand? Mm-hmm. To bring the same joy and happiness to other people who are missing it. So in that sense, we are we are servants. But in Hebrews, it says we have now boldness to enter into his presence. Mm-hmm. See, in the Old Testament, people didn't have boldness. They had to go through a particular prophet, you understand, mm-hmm. to approach God or to hear from God. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the temple, only the high priest once a year was allowed to go in. Even he went in with fear Mm -hmm. because there was a good chance that he could get killed Mm -hmm. if he didn't do everything right. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the presence of God was not open to anybody and everybody. It came through the high priest. Mm -hmm. But when Jesus died, the veil of the temple was split open. And from the time he got resurrected, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they have moved into us. Mm -hmm. We are the temple of God. See, a lot of things have changed from the Old Testament. But if you have an Old Testament mentality, you have a mentality of a servant. And so you don't have the boldness to approach the Father through Jesus Christ. And that's how I was for a long time as a missionary. I just feared to approach God because I thought that I was not worthy. You understand? I didn't do all the right things in order to approach God. So my prayer life was based on maybe if God wills, or maybe he might not give it to me because I'm a bad person or whatever. But now I have boldness to approach him because I'm not approaching him on my righteousness. I'm approaching him on the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And so I don't have fear to approach him. That's what the Bible says. Now we have boldness to enter into his presence. And that came as an inheritance through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That relationship has changed. Switch off and switch on to Nightlight. So let's look at uh, Colossians 1:12. It says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Okay, so God is, the Father is the one who has given us the inheritance. And it says partakers. And some, something that uh, the Lord really spoke to me about on the word partakers mm-hmm. is something that you just come and partake of something that other people want to give us. You understand? It's like God is throwing a, like say, a dinner party and everything is made for us. He wants us to come and be partakers of the dinner. Mm-hmm. I think there was a parable where Jesus talked about this master of the house. He, he threw a party mm-hmm. and he said, go out and call his friends. But when the servants went out to call those people, they said, oh, we are busy. We can't do this. We are, you know, I need to take care of this business and that business. So when the servants came back, he said, no, go out into the byways and highways, compel everybody to come in. Now, when those people came, they didn't have to come and wash dishes and cook and clean. They came to be partakers of the dinner that the master threw out. And so in the New Testament, everything we do is being partakers. Mm. The Bible says, through these precious promises, we have become partakers of the divine nature. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, because it's not taught in that way, a lot of Christians, you know, suffer from not enjoying Mm. being partakers. Yes. But they feel like they're not even part of the household. They have to wait outside. Mm -hmm. And somehow God is angry with them for the sins they just committed or that they committed the day ago. 
And so all of that is changed once we know we have become a child and we have become joint heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. At least for me, my life has totally changed. Mm-hmm. Now I walk around with a joy that I didn't have before, mm-hmm. knowing that, wow, there's a purpose that God has put me in this world, but I'm going to enjoy serving Christ with being a partaker and with all the inheritance that Christ has given us. Okay, so we're going to go down to Acts 20, verse 32. And it says, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Okay, so we are sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ, so we are eligible for this build-up of our inheritance. It says here, the word of his grace, that means when we look at his grace, that he's promised through his word, that will build us up to the inheritance that Christ has given us. But as long as we are trying to work it up, and we are trying to produce good works to get some of that, it's not going to work. Mm. It says the word of grace will build us up to give you an inheritance among all of them that are sanctified. Mm. So the Bible says we are sanctified, we are justified, we are made perfect, and we are blameless in front of God. Mm. See, all of that is a gift. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with you sanctifying yourself or justifying yourself. Because the more you do that, you understand, you're moving away from the grace of God. It's really sad because sometimes in some churches I've been to, they they tell me not to teach on that subject. What? Yes. They told me you can teach on anything else, but don't teach on this one. Why? I think sometimes, you know, uh, the leadership, they fear that, you know, once grace is taught and people know all of this is for free, they might not feel like coming to a church or they might not tithe or they might not, you understand, mm. And see, but the thing about grace is that the more you know everything is given to you free, the more you want to give out. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm. Because you know how much you've been blessed with, and so you want to bless other people. And so that's the only reason I'm here. Because Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, and life in abundance. So all my classes that I teach is based on helping people to have that life. Mm-hmm. I don't teach on doctrines. I don't get into arguments about this and that and all kinds of things because that's not what God called me to do. Right. You know, once people know that life that God has given them and they, they will protect it from Satan stealing it or destroying it. Mm-hmm. And so here, it's a word of his grace that is going to build us up to know that inheritance. Mm-hmm. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, let's look at Ephesians 1. Verse 13 to 14. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. So, you know, I teach it this way, like Jesus he paid the price mm-hmm. for all the things that we are receiving for free. Mm-hmm. But it is delivered to us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He says it's the earnest. The Spirit is the earnest. It's like a guarantee. It's a sample of all the inheritance that God has reserved for us in this life and the world to come. Mm-hmm. So Jesus paid for it. And then it's delivered to us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is the one that's continually showing us, you know, here, look, God has already done this for you. Mm-hmm receive it and you'll be blessed mm-hmm. and to enjoy it 
And the Old Testament is all about us doing something. The New Testament is about what God did for us mm-hmm. and how we can be partakers and we can enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad that when people, when I meet some people and they're just, you know, miserable, you know, being Christians, mm-hmm. they're unhappy, fearful, jealous. It's because they don't know the inheritance in Christ. Mm-hmm. And Paul was praying. And if you look at Paul's prayers in the New, in the New Testament, he's not praying for people to get rich mm. or people to get a promotion for their work. He's praying that their mind will be enlightened, that they will know everything that God has given them that mm-hmm. is in us. Nightlight. You're listening to an international edition of Nightlight, shining God's love light to the world. Well, Melvin, I know you could teach for much longer than we have left on the program on this very important topic of our inheritance in Christ. But you'd have to pack in any other important points and scriptures that you want to share. It gives me so much joy to read these verses and maybe talk about it because Jesus paid for it with his blood, mm-hmm. with his life. And it's his will for us and all his children to go in there, look at that will, and see what has God given me through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, when we suffer with Christ, we are also, we reign and we are glorified with it. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean because we have inheritances that we don't have issues mm-hmm. or we don't have problems. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So we have tribulations. Mm-hmm. You know, I have issues come up in my life. I have problems that, you know, I want the Lord to solve. You know, sometimes I have heartbreaks, all of those things. But it makes it easier for us to go through that when we know what he's already done for us. And the short time that we have where we are going through certain things in our life, this is like light at the end of the tunnel when we know, okay, this is what God has given us. Mm. So our hopes get bigger knowing that we are his children, mm-hmm. we are joint heirs, and all that God has given Jesus is ours. Mm. And so even those hard times can be made easier by just reflecting on what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And I guess for me, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, God willing, mm-hmm. is to be able to bring that life mm-hmm. that God has given us in abundance to as many people as, as possible. Okay, let's look at First Peter 1, 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Okay, so here Peter is talking about not only in this life, but there is an inheritance that is reserved for you in heaven for all of us. And that inheritance, of course, is going to last for eternity. Mm -hmm. And we're going to enjoy it. So there's so much uh, for us to be happy about and to be joyful. But sometimes, you know, we have this attitude, yes, Jesus bled for me. He forgave all my sins. Now I have to start living a Christian life, Mm. you understand, (laughs) with all the do's and don'ts, and then not enjoy what Christ has done. Mm. But he's given us so much in this life. And the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to check us, prompt us, hey, it is for free. Mm. Understand, but because of the teaching, there's so much teaching that are going about mm-hmm. of on condemnation mm. and guilt. Inspiring you to draw closer to God. You're listening to Nightlight. Nightlight. 
Okay, I just want to cover a few verses on okay. uh, the list of the inheritance that God has mm-hmm. given us. Uh, John 14:23. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Okay, so that is something we inherited, right? A big mansion in heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, that verse completely helped me too because I don't have a mansion or a house or a hut on this world. Mm-hmm. I live in rented places or mm-hmm. in people's houses. But knowing that God has reserved a mansion mm-hmm. for me, it's not because of the work that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but it's for every child of God. Wow. There's a mansion waiting for me when I get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the other inheritances that he's going to give us in in heaven. So, of course, you know, this might sound like, oh, it's not a big deal. But for me, it's a big deal to know that Jesus died, not only forgive my sins, but also give me a mansion that I'm waiting to receive it when I get to heaven. We'll have our own property. Our own property <laughs> is going to be beautiful. It's not like this, uh, the property that we have on this earth. Yes. Okay, so we also have something in Ephesians 5.17 that we received as our inheritance. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. We inherited that righteousness as a gift from Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we are taught that we have to produce that righteousness. You understand? Mm. Through our good works. Now again, our good works is important. The things that we do for God and for other people, all the loving things that God wants us to do. But as far as righteousness is concerned, you inherited it through Jesus Christ. Mm. Jesus Christ made an exchange on the cross. He took all our sins and he gave us that gift of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Now he's saying you receive the gift and you walk in that righteousness. Mm -hmm. And for me, my whole mindset is being renewed. Like before I was like, okay, now I need to start working so hard to be good. Yes. You understand? And the more I tried, the more I failed. Mm-hmm. And the more I felt condemned. That's because it's it's a gift. Mm. It's not something that, you know, you work for. Right. And you cannot, you know, supply any more righteousness to the righteousness of Christ. Mm. So it's something that we inherited mm-hmm. as a son or a daughter of Christ. Mm. It's for free. Okay, I mean, the list is so big, but I'm just going to cover some of the main ones. Then we also, in 1 Corinthians 2.16, It says, For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We inherited the mind of Christ for free. Can you imagine the mind of Christ? Mm. But the thing is, if you don't focus on the mind of Christ, then of course you're going to focus on your carnal mind. Mm. And of course, carnal mind is enmity with God. See, in the New Testament, the Lord made everything so simple and so easy for us to follow. No complications. You already have the mind of Christ. Now, you use the mind of Christ to enjoy the life that Christ has given you here, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, in Philippians uh, 4.13, it says, I can do all things Mm -hmm. through Christ, right, who strengthens me. The word, when the Bible says all, it means everything. And I've used that verse for so many things. You understand? Mm. I learned cooking using that verse. I just knew in my heart, you know, God is going to teach me. Of course, you know, sometimes I learn recipes from others, but most of the time the Lord just gives me new ways of cooking the same food. Or, you know, in situations when you need wisdom, 
or you want to learn a new talent or something new that verse is there for you all mm-hmm. things i can do all things through christ which strengthens me i inherited it it's not something that i worked for right right and it says in second peter 1 chapter 3 and 4 it says we have the divine nature mm. we actually have the nature of christ living within us and of course first peter 224 it talks about by his stripes we are healed mm-hmm. that's an inheritance we don't deserve it right then it says in colossians 312 i'm just going a little faster here it says you want to look that up colossians 312 colossians 312 put on therefore as the elect of god holy and beloved bowels of mercies kindness humbleness of mind meekness long suffering okay so you know in the old testament the jews were called the elect they were the chosen people but because of our inheritance now we are called the elect of god mm-hmm. and see that's such a big deal because we are we, we are not elected because of our lineage from abraham mm-hmm. you understand or because we are born from so and so so and so and so god just gave it to us mm-hmm. because we believed in jesus christ mm-hmm. we have become the elect that only belong to the jews before but now it's given to us mm. and i'm happy to be elected you know if i had to work for it there's no way i could have gotten that mm. right <laughs> okay in galatians 3:13 it says we are redeemed from the curse mm-hmm. you know in deuteronomy 28 god gives you all the list of things you have to do and if you don't do it all the curses that will come upon you but here with the new testament through our inheritance mm-hmm. we are redeemed there is no more curse Right. Because when we do things that are wrong, God has a way of training us, and sometimes He lets things happen in our life so that we learn a lesson and we go on. Mm-hmm. But we we are no more under that curse. Mm-hmm. We are no more under any kind of curse. Mm-hmm. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Shining bright in the dark night, you're listening to Nightlight. Well, Melvin. Anything else you'd like to say to sum up on this topic? I hope people out there who are listening will take the time to go through those verses we just read and make it their own and ask the Lord to give you a revelation in the knowledge of him. Actually Paul said I count all of these things as dung compared to the knowledge that I would get for of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's a knowledge of your inheritance that will produce that fruit. You understand? Mm-hmm. Of being a child of God. Otherwise, we are going about the Bible says having a form of godliness without the power thereof. Mm-hmm. So our Christian lives would just be a form. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a church, you pray, you fast, you tithe. You understand? Of course, those those are all important. Yes. But without having that knowledge of Christ, okay, what did He do for me on that cross? Right. What was the exchange that mm-hmm. He made? And what is all those promises that God has given me? that i can use in this life mm-hmm. to live a life in abundance mm-hmm. and those scriptures will protect you from the from satan who comes to steal to destroy and to kill not your body is coming there to steal your joy is coming there to get you discouraged is coming there you to compare with others all of those brings a form of death mm. like uh, you know romans 5:17 says that through adam death reigned in our lives mm-hmm. and for that to change you have to know what god has given us and by studying it and the more i teach this class the more it is being concreted mm. in my life and i can see the fruit 
coming out. Mm-hmm. And to sum it up, you don't have to work for your inheritance. It is free because no inheritance is given by paying for it. It's passed on from the father to the son mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So let's go home and enjoy that inheritance that God has given us through Jesus Christ. And thank you so much, Melvin. If you're new to this channel, please do take a look around because besides these nightlight podcasts, there's a huge variety of devotionals and audiobooks that you'll find truly inspiring. This is Chris Glynn signing off and I'll be back soon with another international nightlight podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you.